This is the sound of the staff here at Focus on the Family Canada every weekday morning at 9 a.m. Petitioning God for those with crisis in their marriage, for those who want to become better parents, and those who are lifting up loved ones to the hope that one day they will know the salvation that Christ has to offer. We'd love to hear from you too. Call us today with your prayer requests at 1-800-A-FAMILY or email us at prayer at FOTF.ca. God doesn't make entrance into heaven something you earn. He just, it's a gift. All he needs is a heart turning to him saying, I want your love. I want your forgiveness. I want your life. Well, that's John Burke, and he's our guest today on Focus on the Family. Your host is Focus President and author Jim Daly, and I'm John Fuller. John, we had uh, John Burke on the program back in April, right as the coronavirus shutdown was in full force. And as a pastor and the author of a book on near-death experiences, he gave us a glimpse of what heaven will be like. And he has done incredible work, survey work, with over a thousand uh, people that have had near-death experiences. And it was one of the top programs of the year, and I'm excited to have John back to talk further about the stories that he collected and hear his insights about near-death experiences. Yeah, I think the message of hope in the eternal came through uh, loud and clear from John, and certainly as we're celebrating the birth of Christ just around the corner, uh, we wanted to uh, have John back to put a new emphasis on uh, the hope we have in Christ. Uh, And his research, as you said, Jim, really brought out a lot of interesting things from near-death experiences. People who were clinically dead came back and had stories to tell. And that really is the foundation for the conversation today. Uh, You'll better understand, I I believe, what Paul mentioned in 1 Corinthians when he said, "...what no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined." what God has prepared for those who love him. Hmm. And these people have seen a glimpse of that, and that's what we're going to touch on today. I've also asked my wife, Jean, to come back. She was with us last time. Jean, it's great to have you here. Well, it's a pleasure being back. I'm very (laughs) excited about the subject matter. It puts an extra skip in my step to have you here. It's always nice to have you. Maybe we can do lunch. Let's (laughs) Let's do it. And John, welcome to Focus on the Family. Hey, so grateful to be back. It's fun to have you here. And I should mention, John Burke is the pastor and founder of Gateway Church in Austin, Texas, and uh, the book is called Imagine Heaven, Near-Death Experiences, God's Promises, and the Exhilarating Future That Awaits You. It's a great book, and we'd encourage you to get a copy. We do have those here at focusonthefamily.ca. John, uh, let's give a little bit of background for the listener who may be joining us, didn't hear the previous broadcast that we did with you. Uh, as a young man, uh, you were a skeptic of Christianity. Your background is engineering. I get that. That's a typical combination, right? You're very science-oriented. You want facts in front of you, etc. But you did have a major event in your life that changed your perspective. What happened? Yeah, well, my dad got cancer. And so literally death was knocking on our door. And at that time, I thought, maybe there's a God. I don't know. Um, Jesus probably just good man myth about son of God. And you're um, the pastor today. That's phenomenal. That story right there is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, So the thing that happened is a friend gave my dad the very first study on near-death experiences. Right. And I couldn't put it down. And I was so blown away because I thought, Okay, I've always asked, you know, how do you know this stuff is real? How do you know? And here I was seeing evidence 
uh, from he had categorized a hundred people, and so many of them were seeing this God of love and light. So many of them saw Jesus and knew God was Jesus, and I was like, "Wow, could this be true?" Now I wasn't convinced right away, huh? But I, uh, within the next couple of years, ended up starting to read the Bible and got into a small group. I came to faith in Christ, and then, and I think it was. God's providence. I kept running into more and more of these stories, and I just was curious, like, okay, how does what the Bible say correlate with what these people are saying? Mm -hmm. And initially, it doesn't always. So I am always skeptical of any one story. And I think that's a good posture to have, actually. John, uh, let's get into some of this. Um, what are those similarities with those experiences that you followed? And describe that research just so people have a scope. Uh, it, it has been over a thousand people that you've interviewed, or people that you are working with studied, you have interviewed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's a big number. Yeah. Uh, but what are those similarities that you did find? You've mentioned a couple of them. Yeah. Well, and in the book, I kind of focus on. 12 or 13 of the commonalities, um, when someone dies, they, they say they leave their body, but they're in the room still. Many times they can see their body. They can see the resuscitation attempts. Hmm. They talk about how they're still themselves. They have a spiritual body, but they're still fully themselves. In fact, feel more themselves than they've ever been. Yeah. Remember everything mm-hmm. about their life and they're watching what's going on. Complete sense of peace. Um, just feel like they've never felt so alive. Many times they travel then. Sometimes they call it through a a tunnel. Sometimes it's a path, like a pathway of light. Sometimes it's instantaneous. They're just there. And they get to this place of uh, incredible beauty, Um, not unlike earth, mountains and flowers and trees and forests, but also so much beyond Mm -hmm. at the same time. And in this place, it's lit up with the most exquisite light, but the light doesn't shine on things. It comes out of everything. Isn't that amazing? And and it's not light like the light of earth that hurts your eyes. It's light that they say is palpable. It's love, it's life, and it's light Hmm. all together. And it's like, it's emanating from everything. Well, we're going to get into some of those stories, but Gene, I wanted to turn to you and just uh, tick off a few things that caught your attention as you and I read the book. Well, there are many things. Yeah. I mean, there's probably 10 things, but I'll just mention the the love, the overwhelming and boundless love that people experience from Jesus, that it's a love that's so incredibly full of warmth and grace, and, and people describe it as being fully known and fully loved, and it's it's something they feel. They just feel it permeating them and, and coming through Jesus. Uh, the light, you just mentioned that as well, the light in heaven, the beaming, brilliant, radiant light coming from and through Jesus and and that Jesus and God the Father literally light up heaven and that people describe their senses as being so much more than what they have on earth. It's so amplified. That grabbed me too. Yes. It, it was like you could see 10 feet or 100 miles. Yes. Yeah, and that's another great example. You know, the commonalities, like of the descriptors. You know, I, I wrote about, you know, 
probably 12 to 15 of the commonalities typically. But they're actually, I've categorized over 40 descriptors of this place and what these people said across the globe. And I actually matched them to what the Bible says. And I've got verses for all but two. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. And even the two. So one, and this is where when you first hear the stories as Christians, I think it does sound kind of maybe out there weird. Like they will say something like, um, you know, there were colors far beyond the color spectrum and, you know, this light that is love and all that. Well, once you start to see what the Bible says, you realize, oh, well, that's what we should expect if we had imagined heaven. Right. 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 But we don't. We don't really read it and go, what would that be like? Um, People being able to see, you know, like they'll say, I could see miles and as if I was right up close. It's like, well, okay, well, that's not in the Bible. Well, actually it is. John in the book of Revelation is taken up into heaven. He's taken in the spirit to a great high mountain. And yet he reads the words inscribed on the... Oh, stones of the New Jerusalem. Yeah. No, the New Jerusalem. Okay. You know, the foundation stones, yes. their names are written there. How did he read them? Yeah, that's a great question. Wow. But they yes. commonly say this. They have, mm-hmm. their eyesight is magnified. In fact, they say that you don't just have five senses. It's more like you have 50, 100 senses. And, mm-hmm. and the senses are blended. Yeah. So again, that's where it's like, ooh, what? Yeah. That's really amazing. Yeah, but if you think about it, you know, we are constrained by three dimensions of space. That's right. We're constrained. Right. This is a limited experience yes. of this abundance of life yes. that Jesus promised. John, I think we've done a good job kind of painting the picture of what data you collected and, uh, like you said, connecting it to Scripture. We can't cover all that in 30 minutes, so people need to get the book to get into more detail. But I do want to cover some of the stories because, again, they're profound. Let's start with Dr. Mary Neal, a physician. Uh, she mm-hmm. had an accident, a water sport accident. Describe what happened and what happened to her and her experience. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so many of these are like doctors and yeah, airline pilots. And yeah. like, that's what really got me is why would they make this stuff up? It yeah. just, it only hurts their career. And Dr. Mary Neal is a, a spine surgeon. She was kayaking with her husband in uh, Chile and she goes over a fall and it was a steep drop and her kayak wedged between two boulders underneath the waterfall. And she's sitting there doing everything she can calmly trying to get out. And then she starts to realize I've been underwater too long. I can't be underwater this long. I can't still be alive. And she's, and it's pretty in the book. I, I I describe what she said. She said she, she's feeling more peace and joy than she's ever felt before, more alive than she's ever felt. And yet she's also completely herself. So she's super analytical as a person. And she's sitting there watching her knees bend backwards, analyzing now what's going on with my cartilage and my bones right now is, but that's not what she's experiencing. Instead, she's experiencing Jesus physically, tangibly holding her and, gives her a life review, which is another commonality right. um, that we That's seeing your life go re-experience by. our lives uh, in a powerful, profound way. Like Mary said, not only was Jesus showing me 
all the experiences of my life, he was showing me how everything, the things I said were good, the things I said were horrible, how he used them in other people's lives. And he showed me sometimes 10, 20, 30 people removed, Mm. how truly good comes of all things. Mm, It's that... You know, that verse mm-hmm. of God uses all things to good of those who love him. And how long was she dead and what happened to her? 30 minutes. Wow. So they, she finally dislodged uh, about 15 minutes underwater. And meanwhile, she shoots up out of the water and she's up above the water fully herself and can see them searching for her, searching for her body. And she said, and this is another commonality, mm-hmm. This welcoming committee yes. was there, but they, she said, were bursting with love and light. Like mm. it was coming out of them toward her. It was oh, like yeah. this, and they were, it was like this big, great party. Like they were joyful and dancing and hugging and, you know, kissing. It's real life. You wow. know, we, we tend to think, well, okay, there are these people with light coming out. And that's weird. <laughs> but actually that's Daniel. That's Daniel chapter 12, I believe, where he says everybody um, will die and be resurrected ultimately, some to you know eternal perdition, but some to everlasting light. And those who lead many to righteousness will shine like the stars forever. This Focus on the Family broadcast will continue in just a moment. At Focus on the Family Canada, we hear from moms, dads, grandmas, and grandpas who are dealing with the difficult situations of life. Whether it's anxiety, a strained marriage, or the demands of parenting, they're looking for help. This year has been especially difficult for families, and the coming year looks to have even more uncertainty and challenges. So Focus is giving families practical help, from timely broadcasts, to free trials of the Adventures in Odyssey Club, to online articles and downloads, to counseling consultations. But we can't provide this free help without you. Your donation today will make sure families have a trusted place to turn to for help and hope. You can provide them with relevant, practical, and biblical support that addresses the issues they're facing. Will you donate today? Call 1-800-A-FAMILY or visit focusonthefamily.ca to make your donation. That's focusonthefamily.ca. Are you a pastor or ministry leader? Are you thinking of making a transition from your current ministry position? Before you do, take some time in a quiet place to reconnect with God. Focus on the Family Canada has designed a renewal retreat for couples in ministry. Come visit us at Carith Retreats, a quiet sanctuary where you can receive from God and deepen your connection to Him, your spouse, and your calling. Find rest, find renewal, find reconnection with God. Find out more at carithretreats.ca. Thanks for listening to Focus on the Family. Let's resume now with the balance of today's programming. Let's move to another story, another doctor, actually, Richard Eby. Uh, this one is really interesting because he was dead for 10 hours. I mean, I, it's describe crazy. that. I mean, most people... And he's a medical doctor And he's as well. a doctor, right. but 10 yeah. hours? How do you even survive that? I know. And, I'll, and I'll, What happened? Well, so he was helping uh, a relative move, and it, he, they were moving out of a two-story, I think, apartment, and he was throwing junk over, you know, the edge, uh, the the 
Balcony. The balcony. rail. I like his the style balcony. of moving. That's good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I would have signed up for like, that. like, hey, let's just get rid of this <laughs> yeah. stuff. Over and he was leaning on that railing, and he didn't realize that termites had basically... Oh, my goodness. And it it, it went. And he went and head he first. went head first into the concrete. Split his skull open. And so, yes, yeah, so he revived miraculously in the morgue. He was already in, in the, morgue. the morgue. Ten hours. I mean, that's, ten that's, hours. Yeah. It's astounding. I mean, medical yeah. doctors hearing that now are saying that it's impossible. Yeah. But it happened. Yeah, it happens. And uh, yeah, I and I have others who have medical records forty-five minutes, an hour. But right. that's that is. But what impossible. was his experience? Given that he was so in he this didn't place he didn't travel hours. a path or a. And that's where you know these commonalities. Different people experience different points of these commonalities, some more than others. I don't know why, honestly. Right. But he just was instantly in this valley, this gorgeous valley with you know mountains and fields and flowers and tall grasses. And as he's asking these questions, like he asks a question, can I, I wonder if I can pick a flower? And immediately the answer is there and he knows this is Jesus. And so he picks it and he notices it's not watery. It's not like the cellular watery. And the voice says, of course, because Jesus is the life that flows through. Hmm. And it just, it made me realize that something that says in Hebrews chapter eight about when God told Moses to construct the tabernacle, he gave him a pattern for it. Mm -hmm. And he said, construct it exactly as this pattern I give you because it, it says in Hebrews 8, is a shadow of the real one in heaven. Mm-hmm. And it started to make me just think, is the sun and the water, which is life support of earth, just a shadow of the glory yeah. of God yes. and the living water of heaven that's the real thing? And this is this is all a mm-hmm. shrunk down version yeah. of real life. John, you know, that sounds great. And I know that there are going to be listeners that are hearing this that are having horrible life experiences. I mean, I don't know what it could be, but, you know, we know the categories, loss of a loved one, a terminal illness, diagnosis, or other pain, a loss of a son or daughter. And it's hard to imagine that it actually is going to be better yeah. in heaven because they're feeling that pain. Speak yeah. to that concept, if you can, that the hope of heaven yeah. Is what we're aiming for here, even though this life is going to really dish up pain. Yeah. And then what's the purpose of that pain? Well, and Paul says in Romans 8, I am convinced, and he's convinced from experience, that the sufferings we go through on this earth are nothing compared to the glory that will be revealed mm-hmm. and in us. that's the hopeful point. In heaven. Yes. And, you know, to realize, though, that relationship is meant to last forever. I think a lot of fear that even Christians have, all people, but I think even Christians have, is somehow heaven will be this mystical, even the way I've described it, you might feel like, oh, that's kind of weird and scary. Like, I don't want to be a light. I don't want to be a... <laughs> right. But you're not. You're fully You are. More, this is what people say. And, that, and that's why yes. I put 120 of their stories in, hearing in their words what the Bible says. Jesus said, you will be with me to his friends. I will come and get you. You'll be with me. I won't eat or drink, you know, again until we eat and drink and feast together in the kingdom of heaven. Mm. That's what's going to happen. There's a great reunion. And so everything that we suffer here on earth is set straight. 
Right. John, you're a pastor. I mean, that's your heart uh, coming out of that engineering background. And this is something God's given you a passion for. I'm thinking of the listener right now uh, who doesn't have that relationship with Christ. I mean, we talk a lot about that. Uh, Oftentimes here at Focus, we say if we can help your family, that's one thing. But if we haven't introduced you to the author of the family, we kind of failed in our Christian mission, right? Exactly. So we want to do both. And I'd like for you to speak to that person right now who's listening to this going, ah, that sounds like a bunch of malarkey. You know, for me, it's excitement because I think you're putting pieces together that the Christian community, we either have lost talking about this, but it's right there in Scripture. You do a fabulous job of connecting Scripture to these experiences that people have. And I think that's that's the evidence I need, yeah, that the well, two are together. But I want you to speak to that person who's sitting there right now. They're driving down the freeway or whatever they might be doing. They're going, what? But they're still listening because they're intrigued. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, uh, speak to their heart about what this means. This is critical. Well, stop and think about this. You're talking about millions and millions of people all across the globe yeah, not just Western European. No, no. I put right. I put Christian studies. I put studies in Imagine Heaven where they've studied 500 Indians in the continent of India, and compared to 500 Americans, mm-hmm. you know, very different cultural, religious upbringings, and yet what they're describing, the heaven and the God they're describing, is the same. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like I I wasn't very open minded. Um, hmm. It was the death of my father, you know, that made me kind of wake up, and. I think it's a sad truth that many times um, we go through life wanting to get our will be done. Yeah, there you go. Right? Yes. It's all so of true. us. Yes. That's and the that's, fight. that's Christians, that's yes. non Christians. We live in a world of wills at yep. war. That's yeah. right. And Jesus taught us to pray, Father, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, because that's what's missing on earth. God, though, and this is what I think is important to realize that I started to realize, God is love. Right. He sent Jesus, the Father sent Jesus, so that we would know what love looks like in our finite world. God wants relationship. And it's hard to imagine relating to a mystical spirit you can't see. Mm -hmm. And yet God remains hidden for a while because he's teaching us something. He's teaching us uh, how to forever choose love, how to forever choose the author of love, the God of love. Mm. But we haven't. All of us have gone our own way. All of us have chosen, I know what's best for my life. My will be done. You know, mm-hmm. And we've, we've inadvertently or blatantly pushed God aside. And the Bible calls that sin. And it says the wages of sin is death which is spiritual death, meaning separation from God. But this is the amazing thing, and this is what uh, these stories reiterate as well. God doesn't make entrance into heaven something you earn. He just It's a gift. All yes. he needs is a heart yes. turning to him saying, I want your love. I want your forgiveness. I want your life. Well, and that was one of the challenges as I read the book, really. And I'll uh, let you know as a reader of your book how I responded to it. Because when the Muslim encountered the light and the light said to that Muslim, this is one of the experiences in the book, I'm Jesus. My attitude was, well, wait a minute, Lord. You gave him a chance. He passed it by. Now, in this near-death experience, you're allowing him to acknowledge you. And I'm telling you, in my heart, John, what I heard was, oh, are you going to set the boundaries of my grace? 
I thought that was my job. Isn't that great? And well, I was like, Lord, I'm so sorry. And and you know what's funny? Dean Braxton, who uh, is a wonderful Christian man, yeah. he had one of these near-death experiences. So here he is in Jesus' presence, and he's experiencing this love that he said, and many said this, it felt like I was the only one Jesus loved. Yeah. Like he loved me so much and was so crazy about me and like I was his only kid. And he said, but then I would think about someone else and I'd realize, oh no, he he loves him the yeah. same. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I feel like I'm the only one. And then he had this thought, what about them? Mm. And what he was thinking is child abusers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was thinking it as in a judgment, as a judgment. Right. And he said, Jesus... It almost in a in a harsh kind of way said to his mind to his yeah. thoughts and his heart who are you to nullify what i have done he died for everyone he wants everyone it's hard to fathom that but and I get but it. that is it it's yeah. that god has removed every barrier between mm-hmm. us and the one who loves us except one our pride mm-hmm. and our pride we can play god and we can say i don't need you god and my will be done or we can just simply humble ourselves and go Lord, forgive me. Thank you that you paid for all my wrongs yeah. 2,000 years ago so that a simple I do is all God needs. And that's the beauty of it. Uh, getting back to that original question, if you don't know or don't have a relationship with Christ, we want to um, introduce you to what it means to become a Christian. And we have many resources to help you with that. That's our core goal here, Focus on the Family. Uh, John, thanks for being with us. This has been really good. Oh, I so appreciate being here. Thanks. Yeah. And uh, you shared that message, John, of the hope we have in heaven uh, so beautifully here, and uh, especially poignant as we're just a few days away from celebrating the birth of Christ. And uh, Jim, I can't imagine a more perfect time for our listeners to consider inviting Jesus into their life. And we have a lot of resources, as you said, to get started, uh, like our free booklet, Coming Home, which uh, describes God's love and grace and how you can become part of his family. We also have the outstanding book we talked about today by John Burke, Imagine Heaven. And Gene and I so enjoyed reading through the stories and the imagery. Uh, The book really gives you a strong sense of what awaits us in heaven when we pass from this life and step into the loving arms of Jesus. Uh, 2020 has been a challenging year, and I'm thankful Christmas is finally here. We all need the hope and peace Jesus Christ came to give us. And our mission here at Focus on the Family is to remind you of that hope. Uh, We aim to give you practical tools and insights to help you be a better spouse and a better mom or dad. Let me share a story from one of our listeners. She wrote, As long as I can remember, our family has listened to Focus on the Family. I know my parents have been very blessed and encouraged by listening to your programs. And now, as a parent myself, I find myself checking the app every day to listen. I'm just so thankful for the work you are doing. Thank you for telling the truth and not backing down on the tough topics. In these days, it's so refreshing to hear a message of hope, of help, and of truth. Keep fighting the battles and keep pursuing Jesus. I pray that you will be thriving and even more impactful for my children as they grow up too. That is really an encouraging note. It is, but we can't do this kind of ministry without help. This Christmas, you can come alongside struggling families with a special holiday gift. Your support of Focus on the Family Canada will give families hope. 
Your support is critical so that we can finish the year strong and plan to reach even more families in the coming year. I know God is going to do tremendous work through you and Focus Canada in 2021. Donate today and get your copy of Imagine Heaven by John Burke and uh, ask for that booklet as well, Coming Home, when you call 800, the letter A in the word family, or online, focusonthefamily.ca. And when you get in touch, be sure to ask about the CD or look for the download of this conversation with John Burke. It has about an extra 30 minutes of content we just couldn't squeeze in today. On behalf of Jim Daly and the entire team, thanks for joining us today for Focus on the Family. I'm John Fuller inviting you back as we once more help you and your family thrive in Christ.